Good evening. It's uh, seven o'clock in Yerushalayim, and we're in learning Parshat Truma. Uh, Parshat, you have to remember that Parshat Truma is the first se- uh, set of halachot that Bnei Yisrael are supposed to follow after receiving the Torah in Har Sinai. Now, it's true, as we pointed out in the last couple of weeks, there were other mitzvot that Bnei Yisrael knew about. I mean, they knew about Achodot Zelachem, they knew about Shabbat, and they knew about Dinim, they knew certain things. But when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai, the way the Chumash displays the story, the first thing he told them, Bnei Yisrael, was Binyan Beit HaBechira, to build a special, a chosen house for HaKadosh Baruch And the halachot that relate to this tzivui are collected by the Rambam in a section called Ilchot Beit HaBechira, which you should be looking at. Ilchot Beit HaBechira. Now the Rambam says it this way. Mitzvata say. Now you know that when the Rambam says Mitzvata say, it's a positive commandment. That means it's counted as one of the 613, which are divided into positive and negative, but it's one of the 613. And what makes it one of the 613 is that there's a pasuk in the Torah which directs us to do that. So the Rambam says, Mitzvah say, and then he says, Lasot Bayit Lashem. Lasot Bayit Lashem seems like an easy enough thing to do. But if you mean Lasot Bayit Lashem means to follow the directives in the Chumash, in the Parsha of Truma and then in Tetzaveh, if, if that's what it means, okay, I, I can do that. I can do building the beta the beta mikdash according to the instructions, but if lasot bayit lashem means in fact to affect the relationship between the, those who build and the one for whom it is built, it was if it was say lasot bayit lashem means to create something that didn't exist. It was, there was never a bayit. Lashem and the idea of bayit, which is a, a, an idea of tzimtzum, usually a bayit has limits, it has boundaries. You know, in Eretz Israel, everybody knows how big is your house. Everybody can tell you immediately how many metrim there are in their house. They may not want to, but they could. So in Sevasot Bayit Lashem, you're confronted with an essential problem of interpretation. Does it become Bayat Lashem because you follow the instructions? Or is there some other element that has to be added to whatever you do in order to make it Bayat Lashem? The Rambam goes on and explains what Bayat Lashem means. For him, it means Muhan. It means the house is, is prepared. Liyot makrivim korbanot. First of all, korbanot. Korbanot are, well, an example of sharing with HaKadosh Baruch. 
It's, it's the animals belong to the people who bring them, who offer them, and and they they they're sacrificed somehow to Hashem. And and even though I don't really understand how that works, but that's what the Rambam says. That if you want to know what Lasot Bait Lashem, firstly, Muchan Liyotma Kribimbo Korbanot. Second thing is Chogigim Elab Shalosh Pamim Bashana. You run around there, you, you sing and dance three times Bashana, Shinemar. And then, you know, again, since the first word that the Rambam said was mitzvah, there has to be a shenemar. It has to come from a pasuk. So the pasuk that comes from is vasuli mikdash v'shachanti b'tocho. The, 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 the Rambam doesn't quote the entire pasuk because he's talking about binyan beta mikdash or binyan beta b'chira. And therefore, he quotes the first part of the pasuk that says, in the parish of Truma, Vasuli Mikdash. That means the parish of Truma contains the mitzvah to do, to make, to build, to construct all of those words, La'asot Bayit Lashem. Vasuli Mikdash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to B'nai Yisrael through the agency of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ukvar Nitzparesh Patorah Mishkan Shasa Moshe Rabbeinu Vahayal Fisha Mishkan Shasa Moshe Rabbeinu Vahayal Fisha that the Mishkan the 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 container Mishkan is the word that's usually applied to what Moshe Rabbeinu built in the desert with B'nai Yisrael, which was uh, not a permanent kind of building. It was more of a tent, and it's called Oel Mo'ed. But besides the Oel, the tent of it, there were other parts. But according to the, uh, what it says, Ayalafi, uh, I'm sorry, Kvanit Paresh Torah Mishkan Shatsam Moshe Rabbeinu It was temporary. It wasn't the permanent one. It wasn't the Beit HaMikdash that the, that the Pasuk is talking about. It's more, uh, the Pasuk is talking about some sort of permanent building that would be built forever. The building that Moshe Rabbeinu built was the Fisha'ah. It was temporary. It was only for a time. And he quotes another Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, A Pasuk in the beginning of Dvarim. You could change, you, you know, with you, you haven't yet come to the place. You haven't yet come to the place. Then the Rambam feels it's important to say something about the history of the Beit HaMikdash. Because we all know that the Beit HaMikdash was not built immediately. To hundreds of years until David and then Shlomo HaMelech built the Beit HaMikdash. 
So what happened during those hundreds of years? And didn't they have a, mish, a mishkan? Didn't they have something all the time? So the Ramam Halacha Bet goes and explains. Kevan shenichnesu la'aretz, he'emidu ha'mishkan b'gilgal arba esrei shana shekapshu b'shefalku. So the Ramam points out to us that when the Jews entered Eretz Canaan under the leadership of Yoshua Bidnun, their intention was to to capture the land. And after you capture the land, you have to have Chalukah, you have to divide it up amongst the people who conquered the land. So the the Rambam says, so they came into the land with a mishkan. I think that's what the what it probably means. They came into the land of Canaan with the mishkan that they had in the desert. Now the mishkan they had in the desert we know was portable. You could take it apart easily, carry it from one place to another. So they carried it from uh, the eastern side of the Jordan River to the other side of the Jordan River. And they ha'emidu ha'mishkan b'gilgal. Gilgal is the name of a place. Ha'emidu ha'mishkan. They put it up. They had this portable mishkan. They put it up in Gilgal. And it was there in Gilgal. Gilgal, if you can sort of remember the the, the map of of Israel, you know that there's uh, near Yericho. Yericho is near the Jordan River. And uh, Gilgal is somewhat north of Yericho. And it was there 14 years. It was the four, first 14 years that B'nai Yisrael were in Eretz Yisrael, were taken up with the problem of Kibush and Nachalo. Kibush to conquer it, Nachalo to give it out to the various people and establish a permanent presence. That's why we always say that it took another seven years of agriculture to get to the point where they had to do all the mitzvot at Tlilot so that was 21 years at all. At all. But Gilgal was the home of the Mishkan for 14 years. Shekavshu v'shechilku. After the Chalukah, after the Chalukah, now you should remember Shiloh is Gavahar. Now if you see in your mind, you could think of Yerushalayim and Shem. So they're on the mountaintop. So from Yerushalayim to between Yerushalayim and Shechem, closer to Yerushalayim is Shiloh. They came to Shiloh, Ubanu Shambayit Shel Avanim. That's what the Gemara said. They built, for some reason, they built a permanent, a more permanent kind of building than the, the, what they had in Gilgal. So they came to Gilgal 14 years. Then they came to 
שילו, ושילו בנו שם בית של אבנים. ופרשו יריות המשכן עליו, ועל this בית של אבנים, they took the יריות, the curtains that they used in the משכן, to kind of, they, they weren't real walls, they were, they were, they were curtains. So they took the curtains, and they put the curtains on the stone uh, building that they had built. The Lohaitasham Tikra, the Ramam says. It didn't have a roof. It didn't have a roof. It's almost as if the people building the Mishkan and Shiloh were saying, we know that there's a, there's a mitzvah, and the mitzvah is Vasitem Mikdash. And Vasitem Mikdash must be a permanent thing. But we also know that the permanent Mikdash has to be built in Yerushalayim, and we can't do that yet. So what did they do? They they built they built the temporary Mikdash out of stone. That's very permanent. But they added to it the curtains that were used in the in the Mishkan. And then they finally they said Lohitasham Tikra. Lohitasham Tikra, there was no ceiling. There's no ceiling, which certainly indicates that it was it was temporary. Then the Rambam says Shin Samachtet. Shin Samachtet is three hundred and sixty-nine. Amad Mishkan Shiloh. That itself is a question. You know, what was exactly the status of the Mishkan of Shiloh, and why is it important? But that's what happened. So the Mishkan went from the desert to Gilgal, 14 years, to Shiloh for 369 years. Ukshemet Eli, Eli, remember him? Eli was the Kohen Gadol when Shmuel, Anavi, was a, a student, so to speak, or an acolyte in the Beit, in the Bayit that uh, Eli was in charge of. Ukishemet Eli Harev. Ukishemet Eli Harev. The temple was destroyed. The temple was destroyed, which is a kind of a prophetic statement. The, the, the temple was destroyed. Somehow, somehow, whatever there was, whatever there was, there was not, could not, uh, uh, just one second. Something happened. The 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 semi permanent structure in Shiloh could only last until the death of Eli. Harev. It was destroyed. Ubo Linov. And they came to a place called Nov. Ubanusham. Banusha Mikdash, and they built something in in Nov. 
Ukishimait Shmuel, the two leading personalities of that time, Eli and Shmuel, Shemait Shmuel, Charev, it was destroyed again, Uvau on, and they came to give on, Ubanusha Mikdash, and they built another Mikdash, I don't know how they built it, but it might have built it in the way Shiloh was built, maybe not. And from Givon, they came to the permanent place where they could build the perfect, perfect structure. Seventy-five years. So the Rambam is explaining to us that building the there was a tzivui. Build a Beit HaMikdash. But somehow they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. The, the Beit HaMikdash, the Mishkan that was built in the desert, was temporary. So that means that in everybody's mind, uh, there was this question of, like, what do you take from the Mishkan and put it into the Beit HaMikdash? The Mishkan was temporary. But the Beit HaMikdash was going to be Vasuli HaMikdash, Shachanti B'Tacham Tzans, Sounds permanent. So every place. So so when when the Beit Hamikdash was being built, there was this question: How are we going to build it? How permanent should it be? Right? How permanent should it be? Halacha Gimel. You see Halacha Gimel. Kulan Oh, so the Rambam says, Once the Beit HaMikdash was built in, in Yerushalayim, built, of course, by Shlomo HaMelech, Ne'esru kol ha-mekomot kulam livnot lahem bayit l'ashem u'lakriv lahem korban. There was this idea that without the Beit HaMikdash it was possible for everybody to have his own Beit HaMikdash. I, I say this idea I think is of great importance. In in other words, somehow even though it was impossible for B'nai Israel to achieve the spiritual level that they yearned to achieve, because they weren't able to build the Beit HaMikdash, and they weren't able to build something alternative to the Beit HaMikdash. They built Shiloh and Gibbon and Nov, and they did all of that, yes, but it wasn't wasn't permanent. It wasn't going to last forever. And even though Shiloh was close to permanent, right, 369 years, that's a long time. Nevertheless, nevertheless, they... They knew there was something wrong. Yet, on the other hand, they wanted to have a Beit HaMikdash so that the people made a kind of compromise for themselves. They 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 had holy places in their backyards. Like, you know, the, today people have certain things in their backyards. In those days, they had a Mizbeach. People had their own altar in the Beit HaMikdash. They gave korbanot. 
So the Rambam says, tells us, But once the Beit HaMikdash, this achievement, doing what the mitzvah said, the mitzvah said, Masuli Mikdash, Kevon Shilivnei HaMikdash B'Yushalayim, Me'esru Kol HaMikomot Kulam, Mivnot Bahem Bayat Lashem. You could, they, they, it was forbidden to build anything like a Beit HaMikdash, right, to lakriv ben korbanot, and to sacrifice, uh, sacrifices. <coughs> and therefore, he says, Ancham Bayit Redore Adorot, the house that would be the house for the generations forever and ever, right, the Ancham Bayit, <laughs> yeah, I like barbecues. Good. The Dore Dorot. Ella Biushalayim. That somehow, even though for hundreds of years they were unable, they were unable to build a unique Beta Mikdash, and they had to do with the alternative. Nevertheless, when the Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, when they built the Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, Bilvad, Ubehar HaMoriah, and on the mountain called Moriah, where Abram Avinu was going to sacrifice his son, Shabana Emar, about the, about the Har HaMoriah, the Pasuk says, with Yom David. Zehu Beit Hashem HaElokim Vizem Mizbeach Leolali Yisrael Omer Zot Menuchati Adeya This is my the place that I rest forever and ever. And the Pesach in in Tehillim. Okay, one more halacha. One more halacha. Halacha dalet. Binyan shebana shlomo kva meforash b'malachim. The Beit HaMikdash that was built by Shlomo HaMelech is uh, described in detail in Malachim. And we know that there is a Beit HaMikdash which will be rebuilt in the future. How do we know? Even though it's clearly stated in Yecheskel that there will be such a Beit HaMikdash, The building, even though in the Yecheskel there's the promise of a Beit HaMikdash in the future, it's not clearly stated how it will look and what it will be the its size of Anshei Bayit Sheini Kshebanu Bimei Ezra Banuhu Kevinyan Shlomo and the, when they rebuilt the Beit HaMikdash in the time of Ezra. 
Galut Bavel was 586 BCE, and the return to Eretz Yisrael was 536 BCE. And when the Jews came back to Eretz Yisrael, led by Zerubbabel and Ezra, they started building the Beit HaMikdash immediately, and it wasn't easy for them. They weren't rich, and they weren't uh, well-appointed, and so, but they managed somehow to do it. Shebanu, B'yemei Ezra, they had to follow a model. They had to build the Beit HaMikdash like something they knew about. So, so the Rambam says, they sort of copied the Binyan of Shlomo, which was destroyed only 50 or 70 years ago, depending on what, you, what you're counting from, which is not a terrible long time, terribly long time. Or similar to some of the things that Yechezkel, the prophet Yechezkel, clarifies about this uh, this matter. So we learned we learned the halachot in the Rambam. We learned the halachot in the Rambam about building the Beit HaMikdash. And this is a could be seen as a problem. I mean, today even though perhaps uh, if we were focused and we all really wanted to build the Beit HaMikdash, we would be able to. So it's it's hard to understand how you get a sort of a sanctity, a bayit for Hakadosh Baruch Hu in in a building that you build. Uh, even though it's hard to understand, but that seems to be what the psukim say. So I would like to uh, look at several psukim in the uh, Tzavah. At the end of the parsha, not this week's parsha, but the week afterwards, and the parsha of Tetzave says that there are things that it'll happen, like it's going to happen. Well, what's going to happen? Olat tamid lidorotechem. The pasuk says, Olat tamid. Ola is a sacrifice that is completely consumed. Tamid means at a regular time forever. So there are two korbanot tamid, given one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So alatov tamid, lidorotechem, petach, oil mo'ed. This is Moshe Rabbeinu talking through Hashem, Hashem talking through Moshe Rabbeinu about the, the functioning of the, of the mishkan. Lidorotechem, Olata mid Lidorotechem. That's a make sure we know that, that this korban is going to be given forever. Petach oil moed, at the opening of the, of the oil moed, of the, the, the tent of gathering together. Lifnei Hashem, Asher Iva Eid Lachem Shamai will meet up with you there. And I will speak to you there. So that the Kedusha, the Kedusha of the Mishkan is defined in the Pasuk as 
It's the place where there was right? That was a change that took place in, in the world. In the olden days, before Matan Torah, before the Jews got to Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would talk to people without any kind of connection to a place, wherever they were. If there was something HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to tell them, that's what happened. They would talk to each other. That's what happened with Adam and Chava, the snake, Elimelech, Noach, all, everybody, everybody spoke with God as God decided uh, there was no place. There was no necessary place. When God spoke to Avram Avinu, in the places where HaKadosh Baruch spoke to Avram Avinu, he built a Mizbeach. But the Mizbeach was not a place of Kedusha. It was a way of remembering a, an extraordinary event. But now it's going to change. That's what HaKadosh Baruch says. There's, he, he says, Levnei Hashem, I'll get together with you there. When HaKadosh Baruch wants to speak to us, there's a place. There's a place where this could take place. So this is a change. This is like a, a maybe a radical change, but certainly a change of significance, which doesn't mean that God will not speak to people in other places. But now there is a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu can speak to us. V'no'adeti shama livnei Yisrael, right? V'no'adeti shama livnei Yisrael. I'll meet up there, in that place with Bnei Yisrael, v'nikdash b'chvodi. Okay, who knows what that means? That's a good Rashi. Tamid, miyom el yom. Tamid doesn't mean forever, it means on a daily event happens forever. It doesn't happen all the time, every day, but whenever it happens, it's like forever. There won't be a day off in giving the Korban Tamid. That's why it's called Tamid. Right? I will come together. I'll meet up with you. Lidaber Eilecha Sham Ekba Enu. HaKadosh Baruch says, when I decide to speak to you, I will do that there, in the place of the Beit HaMikdash, Ekba Enu Lavo. It'll be there. That's our meeting place. V'yeshmi Rabotenu Lameidim Mikad. And there's some of the Chachamim who understood as follows, Shem Alam Mizpeach, Anechoshet, Ayah Kodesh Boch, Medaber and Moshe, they wanted more detail. The Mizpeach Anechoshet was the smaller Mizpeach that was in the, in the oil, and the, and the, uh, oh, it, it doesn't matter, it says, that's one, Again. So that Hakamata Mishkan, again, the Rashi emphasized Hakamata Mishkan, putting up the Mishkan, was essentially a change in the relationship. 
because there was now a place. There was a place where, which was designated as the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe Rabbeinu and B'nai Yisrael talked to each other. The Eishom Rimi Alakaporet was one opinion that, that, the, that the conversation took place at the Mizbeach. And the other is the Alakaporet. The Kaporet was the cover to the Aron. The Aron in which there was the Aseret that they brought the Avonim Ashurim. So that the Alakaporet, that's where the voice of HaKadosh Baruch came from. I will speak to you from above the kaporet. And here, the Pasuk here says, Asher, so what is the Pasuk here doing here? So that's all Moed. All Moed equals the Mishkan. And the Mishkan, in some ideological way, means the Beit HaMikdash. means the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, okay, Pasuk Mem Gimbun Rashi, V'no'adeti Shama, Eva'ed Imam B'dibur. I will meet up with them in speech. When God is saying, not that they won't see God, and they won't uh, be able to do it, uh, to relate to God is to another person, but it's like a king who decides and says, we'll meet in the courtyard. I want to meet all my, all the people who work with me. Right? What does that mean? So according to Rashi, according to the Rambam, if you look at Pasuk Mem Gimel, no other Dishawal of Ne Israel, that's the change in the place. There was no place, now there is a place. And finally he says, Vinikdash Bichvodi. Rashi says, Bichvodi, the word kavod means honor. Shetishreshinati Bo. My shechina, my presence, the feeling of God's presence will be hovering there in the Mishkan. Um there's a commentary that he quotes to us. Don't read it as though the word is vichvodi, my honor. Ella pe those who give me honor. Here is this uh, idea that that Bnei Aaron are going to die on the day that the Mishkan is put up. And that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu meant when he said, "Bekrovai Ekadesh." Bikrovai Ekadesh, right? Bikrovai Ekadesh, Bechandi Ber, here, this So again, again, it's going to be, in some ways, it'll be a representative of Har Sinai. Just like Har Sinai was a place that you could not approach. Only Moshe Rabbeinu was able to go up on Har Sinai and bring the Torah. So B'nai Yisrael was supposed to create the same attitude 
and, and the same regulations for the Mishkan. And it says, that will be kind of proved. There'll be a proof of that because the Bnei Aaron, who are going to try perhaps to do a good thing to get closer to Kaddish Baruch etc., but they were going to go into the Beit HaMikdash before, without being designated, without being called, without having an appointment, so to speak. And that was, that was unacceptable. Unacceptable. Again, so we're up to Pesuk Mem Hey. Vishachanti betok b'nei Yisrael, vayiti lahem lelokim. Right? You see that? That's what the result is going to be. The result of being the building the Mishkan is vishachanti betok b'nei Yisrael, vayiti lahem lelokim. And then vayiti lahem lelokim means they'll have greater awareness of 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 Hashem. It's not like Yidi Lamelim means now they decide to accept me as God. No, it means they will understand something about what it means to relate to to Akadish Bahu. And so uh, I'm sorry. They'll know, because because the presence of God will be known to them. That I am the God who took them out of Mitzrayim. They'll know that the God of the Mishkan it's the God who controls the world, and the person, the one who controls the world, is able to take him out of Mitzrayim. Lishochni betocham. Remember where we started from? We started from Vasuli Mikdash. Lishochanti betocham. Right? That's the truma. Let's do it this way. Get it done. But here's the passage that says, Lishochni betocham. I am able to dwell in their midst. Ani Hashem Elokeihem Lishachni B'Tocham. Rashi changes a little bit. Al Menat Lishkon Ani B'Tocham. It's all done in order that I should be able to stay in their midst. Stay in their midst. So. We could explain it as follows. There's a mitzvah that the Rabbah says, But that mikdash is not something that you could just do, that you could just make, because it has to produce the result of the shachanti b'tocham. In other words, has to recognize that the mishkan that's built the place that he, so to speak, wants to dwell. And that is difficult. How difficult is it? Well, we see when they came to Eretz Israel, they immediately wanted to carry on the Beit HaMikshkan and build the Mikdash, but they were not able to. They were not able to. Okay, the first 14 years might have been technical difficulties, but after that, they couldn't turn Shiloh into the Beit HaMikdash. 
And if the Shiloh, Gibbon, and No was certainly not uh, until Shlomo Amela came along, I mean, before that, Shmuel had to had to die, and Shaul had to die. And before, and, and, and they were able finally to get to build the Beit HaMikdash because there must have been an awareness of the purpose of building the Beit HaMikdash. It's clear that in the time of Shiloh, at least the time of Eili, which was the end, Eili was the end of the period of, of Shiloh, he, he, he did not have children who could follow in his footsteps. He was not able to produce an ongoing, uh, an ongoing sanctity in Shiloh, and therefore Shiloh was just destroyed. Sheila was destroyed. That's what the Rambam, the Rambam uh, quotes here. The Rambam says, You may know the Gibbon. Then we have this halacha, halacha gibel, kevin shenivna mikdash v'yushalayim, v'esru kol ha-mekobot kula v'vnot b'hem bayit l'ashem v'lakrib b'hem korbat. You can't have an imitation of the Beit HaMikdash. The shachanti betocham, which is something that takes place in the Beit HaMikdash, is a unique kind of event. Something that only happens and could happen once. And it's clearly connected to Matan Torah. I mean, the parasha of Pitzah comes after the parasha of Mishpatim, which is a parasha of... Right? Okay. Okay. Have a good Shabbos. Shabbos. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you very much. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. All the best.